In uncertain days, it is important to remember that our world is getting ready to meet God. We are all getting ready to meet Him. The King is coming. Today, we join Scott Pauley in walking through the final book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. These are the words of Revelation chapter 13 and verse number 1. And uh, I must tell you, as I read this description, uh, it's, it's terrifying. What are we looking at? What are, what are we hearing about in Revelation chapter 13, verse number 1? Who is this beast? Well, you'll remember in the previous chapter, Revelation chapter 12, we, we dealt with the devil and we see this dragon. We see the, the great devourer. But when you come to Revelation chapter 13, we have his offspring. We literally have in Revelation chapter 13 two beasts. We'll study both of them over the next couple of studies. And this is the first of the two beasts found in Revelation chapter 13. And if you take all three of these together, uh, Satan, the dragon, and then this first beast and the second beast, you have Satan's tag team, if you will. You have the unholy trinity. This is Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet. So when we come to Revelation chapter 13, uh, this is the Antichrist rising up out of the sea. The idea here is in the midst of the world, uh, out, of, out of the people of the world, rises one man, one individual that is satanically empowered. And we believe, of course, that this is the one that in other places is referred to as the Antichrist. You remember in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number 9, uh, the Bible refers to him this way, Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders. Uh, John, who wrote the revelation of Jesus Christ, actually talked about the spirit of Antichrist that is already at work in this world. So there is a spirit right now working that is against Christ, instead of Christ, opposed to Christ. But there's coming a day that that spirit will be embodied in an individual. And that individual will, will lead an empire uh, we believe this kingdom, this empire of the Antichrist in Revelation chapter number 13 is the same one Daniel talked about in the Old Testament. It really is the revived Roman Empire under the, the leadership of the Antichrist, empowered by the devil. And what is the goal? The goal is simply to fight against God. So as you read through Revelation chapter 13, the first 10 verses, we are introduced to this first beast, the Antichrist. And what do we learn about him? Well, let me give you several thoughts. First of all, we see his origin. The Bible says in verse number 1, he rises up out of the sea, and yet when he is described here as having seven heads and ten horns and ten crowns, immediately we recognize this language because it's a repetition of what was in the previous chapter about the devil. Do you remember in chapter 12 and verse number 3, the Bible talks about that great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads? It's the same language here. So we know that this man that rises up literally is from the devil. 
He's the representative of Satan in this world. When you come to verse number 2, you see his nature. The Bible says in verse 2, And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. Now listen to those three words, the leopard, the bear, and the lion. What do all three of them have in common? They are all devourers. They are uh, carnivorous animals. They are destroyers. They consume. Well, uh, we know Satan is a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. So the very nature of this man is satanic, like a wild beast, like an animal. No wonder God refers to him as a beast. He has come to devour every good thing. At the end of verse number 2, we see his power. The Bible says, And the dragon, that's the devil, gave him his power and his seat and great authority. So we know he is demonically empowered. In fact, in verse number 3, it says, And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. In verse number 3, we have a picture of the Antichrist being put to death and then coming back from the dead. Uh, There is satanic power at work here. Remember, he is antichrist instead of Christ, in the place of Christ. In other words, he's trying to imitate and mimic the power of the true Messiah, of the Christ. And a lot of people are going to be led astray. And so we have his origin, we have his nature, we have his power. And then did you hear his popularity? All the world wondered at him. There's a mystery, a mystique to this man and the people are just amazed. They, they're taken in. I tell you, in our world, it's pretty easy for people to be taken in. There's a spirit of delusion. And it goes so far in verse 4 that the Bible says, And they worshiped the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? You know what this is? This is false religion. They're worshiping the devil and the Antichrist instead of God and his Christ. You see, True worship should only go to the one true and living God and to God's man. But here in Revelation 13, it's going to Satan and to Satan's man. And then in verse number 5, it says, And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. So here we have his words. What are his words marked by? Blasphemy. In verse 6, he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name. Uh, In verse number 7, he continues that blasphemy. And so there's a picture here of the liar speaking. If God speaks truth, Satan always speaks lies. Remember, he's a liar and the father of it. So the Antichrist message is just filled with lies. And then in verse number 7, we see his war. What is his war? It's against the saints. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Remember, his goal is world domination. He is Antichrist. He is is wanting to set up his kingdom instead of Christ. Oh, but here we get to a great thought. At the end of verse number 5, the Bible says that power was given unto him to continue 40 and 2 months. Don't miss this. Don't get bogged down in the details here. 42 months. What does this mean? It means his time is limited. I want to stop right here and say, thank you, Lord. Praise God. That though we know he comes from the devil, we know he is a devourer like the devil, we know that he is demonically empowered, we know that he's popular, we know that he's a blasphemer, we know that he makes war against the saints, but don't miss this, he has but a very short time. When you come to the end of this section that describes the Antichrist, this first beast, we read these words in verse 9 and 10, If any man have an ear, 
let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity, but he that killeth of the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. This is the last time this famous phrase, if any man have an ear, let him hear, is used in Scripture. It's a reminder that just like today, in the end, some will hear, some will believe, some will obey, but many will not. May I just give you a little spoiler alert here at the end of our study today. Though we've looked at the Antichrist, the beast, here's the spoiler. Are you ready? A lion is coming. A lamb is coming. And the lion and the lamb are going to conquer the Antichrist and the dragon. Our great God and His Christ are going to conquer in the end. Friend, I'm glad I'm on the winning side. And I want to encourage you today, don't get your attention fixed on the Antichrist. Fix your attention on the Christ. Greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home, and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at enjoyingthejourney.org, and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.